Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Key, you wanted to breathe on the ones and twos. Let it go. Nobody wants to hear my voice anyway. Hey! Let it breathe. Uh, Championship week. Hey! Get it. Show that footwork, Key. Show that footwork. Yeah. Wide hey. receivers hey. got the good footwork, hey. obviously. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> It's Keyshawn. Hey, good morning. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And it is a pleasure to welcome in a guy who I've said before, I've said it on SportsCenter numerous times with the opportunity to work with him a handful of times, that if ESPN had a Mount Rushmore, our next guest is the first face on the left. He'll host Championship Sunday edition of NFL Primetime, the reuniting of Chris Berman and Keyshawn Johnson Sunday, 10 Eastern, following the Bills and the Chiefs on ESPN. As soon as that game is over on CBS, flip on over to ESPN. They'll bring you the highlights like nobody can. Boomer and Keyshawn. And I guess there's no reason to circle the wagons key because uh, the Bills didn't trail last week. So we're ready not, to go with Boomer. Not at all. Boom. You have a tough one this weekend, right? Yes. I, hey, good morning, Key. Good yes. morning, Zubin. Thank you for that, Jay. Hello. I um, I don't know about Mount Rushmore, but if that ever was the case, Zubin, put on my young face, will you? <laughs> <laughs> You're all right. Don't worry about it, Boom. You're either going to circle the wagons this weekend or – you're going to have a cheeseburger with Andy. You got to pick and choose now. I know it's a tough uh, spot. Listen, wait. Come on. This is the first 30 seconds of the show. What are you <laughs> kidding? I mean, I invented the filibuster. So these are two teams that I, I know well. And here's the fun thing. Let, let's take me out of it, fellas, for a minute. Well, hopefully for a while. Look, these are teams that are fun to watch. Now, we don't know about Patrick, obviously, nor does anyone you know, not even the Chiefs. They're not hiding, ooh, it's an ankle injury, maybe. You know that. So until you know he's going to play, the latest signs say, yeah, it's Thursday morning. So if it's the Chiefs with what they're capable on offense and an underrated defense and it, and the Bills with Josh Allen and what they're capable on offense and with a defense that really was their calling card until this year, but last week it was their calling card, right? They allowed three points. I mean, this is this should be fun. This can't not to mention Tom and Aaron. I mean, this this should be fun, huh, fellas? A- absolutely, mm-hmm. Boom. What, how, what have you seen, and what's impressed you in the new Jim Kelly and Josh Allen? Well, let me go outside the box for a little bit, and I think it's important. It's not why he completes 120 or whatever the number is to Stephon Diggs key. It, but I, then I'll give you the football, what I've observed. Um, you know, he's embraced the community, and needless to say, the community has embraced him. And there's a similarity from Jim. Now, Jim was Pittsburgh. You know, it's not that far down the road. But still, that was an immediate embrace community to quarterback therefore the team and it's vice versa and it's real i mean he's real like that now this year of course nobody could go see anyone i i I was at a practice last year in november that's a year ago and i but that doesn't mean much but what i've seen this year and i'm sure you agree is you know the old rules of oh he should come in and be able to i mean the, the old rules of you need time to let the game slow down well, how much slower has the game come to him in his mind and, and what you're seeing and basic things like when to say to hell with it, let's take off, or, oh, it's not there, let's run. So 
the game is so much slower to him, and you're seeing the results in a quantum leap. I mean, there's a lot of credit to go around, but let's start with what he deep down always knew he was capable of, but everyone says, ah, he's 54%, he's never going to be wrong. Do you buy that? I, you, I mean, you, Key, you've been on the – you know the game has really slowed down uh, dramatically. That's what I see. Over time, it always slows down for you. That's why I never panic with young guys that have some ability because over time, as you know, Boom, it will turn into something special. And, Boom, I was going to say, for a guy who's 37 years old, and go to Aaron Rodgers for a second, how will you view him if he wins his second Super Bowl, considering he'll probably have to go through Tom Brady and potentially Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? Well, I think we already view him as an unbelievable talent, right? I mean, I'm not saying anything you haven't said on this show or your listeners haven't said. He this year is playing, I don't want to say we've never seen this because we have, but I don't know. There's a different air. It's, it's easy to say now that they're flying. You know, they, they but here's the history of it, Jay. He has a chance to win a Super Bowl 10 years apart. Mm. You know, now Drew Brees had a chance to win one 11 years apart, just to say it, right? And, and Philip Rivers, who announced retirement, just had a chance to win one. But back to your question, 10 years apart and not at the end, like when Peyton won his last one, when he wasn't the Peyton that we remember. No, this is the Aaron we've seen, you know, for 10, over 10 years, and he may be as good as he's ever been. But to win 10 years apart, if he does, to your point, that there are not many that can say they've done that, certainly at, at, the, at the quarterback position. Tom Brady, seven Super Bowls, right? If he gets this one. And he, and he does it with our, without our good friend, Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. What does that say, Boom? I don't – well, that's an interesting way that you posed it, Key. I don't think anybody is wondering if he's, like, good, right? So No. Uh, no, obviously. So I don't – meaning, like, it was him not – I don't buy that – you know, if, if we're going that direction, which I'm not at the moment, um, I think you have to judge how it all worked out in a three-year span. But l- let's leave Bill out of it for a moment because, you know, Tom learned something along the way. But, look, if he can still win, and he threw the ball, you, you can analyze it, his his throws were still forceful, right, in that game. Where Absolutely. Drew, I mean, 11 crack ribs was laboring. His downfield throws looked pretty good as far as, Strength of arm. So for him at 43, to does he need this to tell everyone that he probably, I mean, you know, those of us at Joe Montana, but is he the greatest of all time? Does he need this to say that? No. But the fact that he's this good and it's – here's – so to answer your question, what does it say? It reaffirms something that we already knew. Uh, and it doesn't say, well, he was more important than Bill. I don't, I don't even know that we need to go there, do you? Um, he's just playing. Tom knew all along, and I think the Patriots knew, Key, that he was able to play at this level this year. Mm-hmm. I think their question was year two, mm-hmm. right or wrong. 
I yeah. think that's really it. I know that's not really the question you asked me. Look, <laughs> no, it's the not. The comments <laughs> on the edge is unbelievable. It, huh? It's it's not at all. Boom, Chris Berman, ESPN. NFL Primetime host Championship Sunday edition of NFL Primetime with me and Chris Berman Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern following the Bills and Chiefs game. Boom, you're going to have me up late. Yeah, I know you're going to this is but you're young. You can get over a short night key. I mean, you you we're not going to keep you I'll try to get it. Oh, it's live TV. I was going to say, I'll try to get it in the first take, you know? So um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to being with you. We miss Tommy. Hopefully we'll have him back next year. But uh, it'd be great to, to see you again. I mean, we, we talked the day Gail Sayers passed away on TV, but that, that really has been it. it. Look, it'll be fine. You know, last week we thought Baltimore and Buffalo would have a ton of points wrong. So the minute you think you know something, you know nothing at all. But if it is you know, Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen and – and, and and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, I mean, really, if you're sitting down to eat a meal and you're a football fan, really, what more do you want on the menu, right? That's correct. Boom, we got one of your favorite Buffalo Bills on the line with us, Hall Ooh. of Fame defensive end, a guy that I played against, Bruce Smith, joins us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin this morning. What's up, Bruce? What's up, Key? What's up, fellas? Good. I'm following with Boomerang a lot. I'm good, good. Bruce, I wish you had just stood out a little wider from a defensive end and just whacked Key once, you know, in those games. I want you interview him. Hey, here's a story, and Bruce may remember this. I'm a young puppy, my first or second year in the league. I came down on a crack and hit him in his ribs. He chased me to the sideline and threatened the next time I do it, he was going to break my neck. I, my eyes was as big as saucers, trust me. I remember that play, Keith. <laughs> Boom, take it away. Hey, Bruce, I, you know, you're, I mean, it, it, the only shame is that in all these teams that the fans really aren't in there, but you know what the feeling is in Buffalo better than me. They're, the excitement is, you can hear it from where you are, I assume, Virginia, and where I am in Connecticut, right? Yes, I, I, I certainly can. I can feel the enthusiasm, uh, hear the excitement. Um, it, the disappointment is that the fans, all of the fans, uh, can't enjoy this moment in person. Uh, what a remarkable uh, journey this has been uh, through the leadership of Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, uh, management, um, uh, obviously, uh, Kim and Terry Pagula and, and the Buffalo fans. Um, this, this is just incredible to watch this maturation process of this team unfold right before our very eyes. Bruce, I had a question for you. I was curious, you know, with people talk about the lack of the running game for the Bills, is that a concern going into this game against the Chiefs? Well, uh, obviously the game has changed. Um uh, they're th- throwing the ball 20 to, to 30% more, and they throw the ball uh, in exchange for a running game, and it actually sets up the running game in the second half. Uh, it, it is a, uh, a bit of a concern, but I think where we lack in that consistency or that stellar running game, uh, we make up for it in the running game of Josh Allen and his ability to be able to extend plays and, 
and, and make uh, huge plays uh, when the team needs them to mo- the most. So um, I, I think you, you, uh, you, you know, the fact that we don't have that running game, we get that added running dynamic out of Josh Allen. The Bills legend Bruce Smith is joining us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. I'm 42 years old, so I remember Boom time after time, screaming Bruce's name on TV. Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid, Jim Kelly, they're all in the spotlight this week. So, Boom, one more time, anything you want to Bruce Smith? Bruce, I I know there's something deep down in there that says you want to be out on the field, and it's it's funny that the last time the the Bills uh, made the, the Super Bowl, it was the Chiefs with Joe Montana that you ended up beating. So it's interesting that here are the Chiefs again from Buffalo's perspective. I know history has nothing to do with this game, but yet <laughs> you it's a different version of the movie, maybe the black and white version. This is the color 3D version, but you, you've, you've seen this. I know you have memories from that day, and there's a picture that, you know, Joe was knocked out of that game, which is not the, the crux of it, but you, hey, I don't want to say you live this, but you remember that probably pretty vividly in 93 championship game at your stadium. Yeah, what, what's ironic about this, Boomer, is um, uh, since this matchup uh, has been uh, uh, listed on the, 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 the schedule through the playoffs, um, I've been getting all kinds of pictures of uh, the hit I put on Joe Montana. Uh, I've, I've got a uh, another picture that was sent to me of, of me stalking Joe and, and so forth. But uh, it is, it, it, this is the high def, the HD version. <laughs> and uh, I, I think um, the fans are going to, 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 to really uh, enjoy this matchup. Uh, you've got two of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the national football league uh, in, in Josh Allen and uh, Mahomes, uh, I, I truly believe that, obviously, with, with the, the year that Aaron Rodgers had, uh, he'll probably win the MVP. But I, I do believe that had it not been for Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen uh, would have been that, that uh, in that discussion uh, on a higher level. Uh, this defense is playing outstanding. Tredavious White, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, Milano, uh, Oliver's playing well. Uh, you've got Hughes is playing well, and they're turning it on at, at the right moment in time uh, in in the season. Uh, Sean, Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier are doing an outstanding job. Uh, Dable is is doing an incredible job in, in calling the plays. So, uh, and special teams uh, that that's one of the things that that we uh, we needed to improve on to make this a complete team uh, and. I can't say enough about the best wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, in the National Football League this year. Uh, so we're extremely excited. Uh, I just wish this game was at home, but nevertheless, uh, you have to be able to win on the road. And, and I think these two teams will match up well. I'm very excited about this Sunday's game. Boom. I'll see you on Sunday, and thanks for joining us Um and I guess you would say circle the wagons or eat a cheeseburger with Andy, one of the two. <laughs> I like both choices. Um, we'll see if Patrick plays. It's very cool that uh, line and Bruce and I up here. That was great, Bruce. Best to you and 
and the fam. And uh, Keith, do you need directions to Bristol? Uh, uh, that's right. You're there once or twice a week. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Be good, man. Fellas, so, thank you. Thanks, bro. Hey, Bruce, let me ask you, as a defensive end, a guy who has a number of sacks, loves to go get at the quarterback, how do you get Patrick Mahomes off his spot? Well, to, to get that, and that's a great question, Key. Uh, to, to, to get Patrick Mahomes off his spot, uh, you have to really study the film and understand which side does he like to escape to and which gap does he like to get out of. Uh, those are important key, keys in the going to this ball game. Uh, another key is you have to maintain gap integrity. You can't have two guys rushing the quarterback in the same gap. Uh, that's the, 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 the makings of, of a disaster and a disastrous big play uh, for, the, uh, for the defense. So uh, th- those are two elements that you have to really be focused on. Uh, the defensive coordinator will uh, more than likely try and put uh, the players in a position to make sure that, that they could take advantage of some of these uh, tendencies and formations and, and some of these tendencies that he has that maybe he doesn't know that he has. But uh, that's what game preparation and, and the studying of film uh, will give you if you're able to read your tips and remember them during the course of a game. What you've been, you played in four championship games. What would you tell the team if you spoke to them about the emotional ride playing in the championship game? Especially the fact, Bruce, that you have no wow. fans. That you have no fans. That makes it even more challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know the one thing about it, and and it's interesting that that you brought that point up. It doesn't necessarily have to be fans in the game. Um. When you put two competitors, two athletes, it, it can be an empty arena. Uh, it can be an arena with with 80,000 fans. You block that out. What's important is knowing who got their, their, their asses with, to be quite honest with you. Uh, if, 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 yeah, yeah. And, and, and this carries on during the off, throughout the offseason until the, the, the next season starts. Uh, uh, you have a certain sense of pride where you know that you either took it to him or he took it to you who won the ball game and who lost the ball game. That's what this is about. This is about competition and, and the opportunity to, to show the national stage that I have arrived. We have arrived. Uh, and that's the most important thing to, to, to me. So um, I, I know if I was in a, in a forum or, or on the field with an offensive lineman, I block all that other stuff out because the stats are still going to count. The the win and loss is still going to count. And there's one thing they say about whether it's in any, any sport, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. Uh, and it's going to show whether you got put on your back uh, or you got blocked or you got to the quarterback or not. So uh, those are the important relevant things to me. So, awesome to have you here because as history will tell you you can't beat joe montana in the super bowl but you can beat joe montana in a conference championship game way back then if you're old enough to remember he was bidding to become the first player to actually as the quarterback position play in five super bowls and since 
his uh, boyhood idol, Tom Brady, grew up admiring Joe Montana. Brady became the first guy to make that a reality. Bruce, thanks for the trip down memory lane, and we'll look for you and, as Jay said, a handful of Bill's Mafia this weekend. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bruce. All right, big boy. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh Uh-huh. I just love the fact, and you know, you guys know me, I'm a history guy. I just love the fact that this week, you know, you're in the media, you've been doing this for a no, long I'm not. time. You've been talking about football on TV. <laughs> there for you a go, long that's time. better. But when, if you're old enough to remember Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, and I know Jim's got some health concerns, Thurman Thomas, Bruce Smith, Andre Reed, guys that aren't in the media but still are legends, it's just awesome when those types of guys can come back into the atmosphere for younger fans that never heard of them and for guys like you and me that were marveled watching them on television. Not only watching them on television, I played against them. Right. I, I literally played against them, though, Jay. I, I played in regular season games against them, and I played in Pro Bowl games with Bruce. It's just like I, we were talking about me coming down on the crack back block and hitting him in the side of the ribs. And think about it. I'm early 20s, you know, second year in the league, you know, eyes this big. And I got this dude, Hall of Fame dude, you know, chasing me on it, getting ready to snap me in half. Because he didn't like what I did to him. And maybe four years, five years earlier, I'm watching him in a Super Bowl game. Right. You know, it's just it, it, you're, you're right about the history of some of those things. You kind of get goosebumps to a degree when you talk to some of these legends like that. Zubin, I just love the detail, like the gap control. What side does he have tendencies that he kind of gets out of the pocket on defensively? I mean, breaking that down for you. Like, that's so tangible. Now, when I watch the game, I'm going to be looking for that with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Agreed, right? The gap integrity, don't rush two guys, all that stuff that even, you know, a guy like me didn't play the game. Like, I can follow that. It's not like it's football 101, but it takes you a little inside, as they always say. Everybody's always watching the ball in a football game. Well, that might be 102, though. That's a little more advanced. A little more advanced. What page is that on in the handbook? (laughs) He's got to get the handbook out. He's got it ready, the manual. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll add to the Bills legends, another guy at the wide receiver position. I think he came out right around the time Key did. Eric Moltz, the Bills wide receiver, will join us tomorrow, a contemporary of Key. And as we get ready for Fight Island and the return of the legendary Conor McGregor against Dustin Poirier, the UFC president, Dana White, will join us tomorrow. That's at 8.10 a.m. Eastern. On the way, the question we've been asking all morning. The fellows will respond. And hopefully you will as well at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Key JNZ on Twitter. Simple. Who's got the most pressure on Championship Sunday? You weigh in, the fellas weigh in next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio and streaming on the ESPN app. Josh Allen is every bit as good as Patrick Mahomes. You can't say for sure when you're talking about concussions to get Patrick Mahomes back onto the field for the AFC Championship game against the Buffalo Bills. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. On the clock. Three ball. There's another one. Colin Sexton. Absolutely sizzling from downtown. 139, 131. Cavs by eight. Colin Sexton at 39 points. He finished with 42. You heard it on WTAM. And the Cavs finished off the Nets, the new look Nets. But a couple of numbers, a few numbers you just got to hear. First of all, Colin Sexton balling out like nobody's business. 15 points in the second extra session with the double OT. He had 15 by himself, 42 in the win. As for the new look Nets, because Kyrie was finally back last night after a seven-game absence, he went for 37, KD for 38, Harden with another ho-hum triple-double, but they lose to the Cavs. They'll have another chance to rectify that. Their next game is actually at Cleveland on Friday. On Wednesday, big news, Patrick Mahomes back at practice for the Chiefs. Limited, moving closer, as our Adam Schefter reported earlier to crossing all those corona, excuse me, uh, concussion protocols that he needs to. We'll see what happens. AFC Championship game on Sunday against Josh Allen and the Bills. It was great to reminisce with Bruce Smith in our last segment. If you missed it, you can download it as soon as we're done. Hour four of the podcast. And Larry Scott, it's about to hit midnight for him. His 11-year run as Pac-12 commissioner is going to end on the final day of June. He'll remain on the job to find his successor, mixed bag there's a lot of Pac-12 fans and media that didn't think he did a very good job the league sort of fell behind the Big Ten the ACC the SEC and the Big 12 during his tenure and they really haven't been much of a factor during the college football playoff era so Scott to depart someone's got some big shoes to fill and some big gaps to make up sports center is brought to you by indeed are you hiring you need indeed indeed immediately delivers quality candidates from their resume database when you upgrade your job post it's that simple Receive a $75 sponsored job credit on your first post at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. This Buffalo Bills team is legit, and it's all because of Josh Allen. Josh Allen is every bit as good as Patrick Mahomes. The Bills have the best offense in the league. Buffalo, they win that game and try and march on. You can't say for sure when you're talking about concussions to get Patrick Mahomes back onto the field for the AFC Championship game against the Buffalo Bills. That's obviously the big question. Key said marching on. We'll march on to Greeny coming up at 10 a.m. Eastern this morning, immediately when we're done on many of these ESPN radio stations. Today, Greeny will talk to the former Jet Nick Mangold and the Bucks legend, Derek Brooks. Debo. Will join. Mm. Best, mm. best football mm. player I ever played with. Is that really? right? Yeah. Best one I ever played. I played with some Hall of Famers and some great ones, but by far the best one I ever played with. Why? What made him different? His leadership. and his, it, Never mind his, his ability on the field. It's just his leadership, just his calm demeanor. You know, Bo was like a, a grandfather at like 25 years old. Just <laughs> Old soul. Yeah, old soul. Great you know, stuff. Come over, sit next to me, man. Just 
you know, Key, we're going to get you the ball. Don't even worry about it. You know, just but that like was him. You said a million times, you need every one of those sorts of guys. You need a exactly. young, rambunctious guy. You need the old sage. Like, the yeah. team is just made up of incredibly diverse good, parts. Bro. Man, he was good. I don't care what terrific. nobody said. I know he's a Hall of Famer, but he was good. So, Greeny will be joined by those two guys on the way. We're going to take your calls in a second on the poll question this morning. Essentially, who's got the most pressure in the playoffs? It could be anybody. Position group, coordinator, head coach, quarterback, running back, whatever you want. We'll get to your calls here in just a second. But uh, Aaron Rodgers was asked yesterday in a very cathartic press conference where he seemed really honest and open because it ain't easy to get here, even though A-Rod's been to this stage four times before. Could it be the last time you're on this stage? I hope there's more opportunities, but I don't know. I mean, I really don't. And that's stuff that's out of my control. I mean, my future is a, a beautiful mystery, I think. The present is such a gift to just be able to stay in the moment and to have uh, gratitude for being in that situation again and being with the guys and having fans at our stadium and maybe snow on an NFC championship game. I mean... I'm going to enjoy these moments for sure. Just not worry about what happens down the line. That's not a side you often hear. You heard from Aaron. Let's hear from you. Bottom line, who's got the most pressure left in the playoffs this weekend? Here we go. George in. I'm going to go extra specific here. Jay, you'll appreciate this as a Garden State guy. George in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Ooh, yeah. You're joining us on ESPN Radio. Hey. What up? Happy New Year, guys, and happy new president. Um, I'm 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 under the impression that um it's it's Matt Lafleur that's under the most pressure. Um, after the year Aaron Rodgers had, after not drafting anybody offensively to help him, in fact, drafting his heir apparent. Um, I think if, if if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, questions are going to be had about his coaching ability, and his decision making. Um, Andy Reid's going to get a pass. Uh, uh, so is uh Tom Brady. He's going to get a pass. Um, I really really believe that the pressure is on Matt LaFleur, and deservedly so. Yeah, we're going to stick to sports, though, George. Um, (laughs) I think when you look at Matt LaFleur as a head coach, two times appearances in the NFC Championship game, it won't be that much pressure on him. I mean, think about it. Kyle Shanahan went to the Super Bowl and didn't finish, and there's no pressure on him. He's just trying to get the team back in good grace. I think Matt LaFleur is – an up-and-coming young head coach, but to make it to two NFC Championship games back-to-back, and if he doesn't make it, I mean, it just doesn't make it. Yeah, I would agree with you, Kia, on this one. I just think for the year Aaron Rodgers is having – look, I think there's, it, there's more pressure on Aaron Rodgers than there is Matt LaFleur. Like, Aaron Rodgers is playing at an at a ultimate different level right now. That, I mean, even last year he played decently. This year it's just it's another level. It's another series to it, and I – but there's more pressure on Rodgers than the floor. Let's go to Aaron Rodgers' home state of California. Waking up early this morning. Bean in California. You're on ESPN Radio. Most pressure is on whom, Bean? Good morning, you guys. Um, I definitely say Aaron Rodgers because, to me personally, if he get a second ring, we can't elevate him into the GOAT of the GOAT. But something about me with Tom Brady, inside pressure, that he want to prove something to Bill Belichick personally. So it's kind of tricky. You know, it's, I'm sure he wants to prove something to Bill Belichick, the Patriot fans, the sports world, silently, right? He does. He's not going to beat his chest. And if he wins it, it's, he's going to be like, well, you know, I, I did it. But I don't, I don't have anything to prove. He's not going to tell you publicly. But at the same time, it is satisfaction when you – 
do something when everybody says that you can't. The internal drive. Yeah, it, it, and, and I'm sure, you know, I'm, I need to win this because I'm going to show them I could do it without Bill. He'll never say it publicly. Key, if you had the athleticism, athleticism-wise. Dead last. I, I, he's dead last, right? I, I, I feel like for Tom Brady, what he's oh. been able to accomplish, like going back to his combine videos and things of sort, like what he's been able to accomplish – the guy is just like the ultimate overachiever. It really is incredible when you think about it. I mean, championships he's won. Uh, the fact that he could take less money because his wife just happens to be a super, super model. It's, the, the, the storybook It's really incredible when you flip page by page about Tom Brady's life and what he's been able to do in the NFL career. Well, he could take less money because he made a whole lot of money, not True. just his wife. Yeah. I no, mean, I understand. You know, yeah. People say that, that, that she makes more money than him. But it ain't like he's standing in line looking for handouts, right? I mean, like seriously, Uh, as far as his athletic ability goes and his athleticism, he plays quarterback. I mean, he's a pocket quarterback. What pocket quarterbacks you know with athleticism? I mean, they don't – they're statues. That's what they are. They have strong arms. They're they're smart. They got strong arms, and they throw. And, I mean, you know, he might be the worst quarterback in terms of athleticism that – you probably ever seen in the NFL, but that discount doesn't mean them nine championship appearances and them six Super Bowls and them 14 championship AFC, NFC appearances. Mm. I, I mean, I'll take his athleticism. <laughs> Let's put this and so in- would you, Jay. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not denying it. Let's put this in perspective for like regular folks that are listening that didn't make it to the heights that Jay and Key did that really know what athleticism is about. Just think about like I'm just a regular guy that hosts a show that listens really? to the show. But think about this for a second. So you guys are saying that this guy, man, he's not that athletic. Look at him out there. You have to just sort of step back and think about how athletic the most athletic guys are. Because even though this guy is fourth of four in the athleticism department, just remember the guy that's fourth of four this weekend had a scholarship to play at Michigan to play football and with the Montreal Expos to play baseball. That's the fourth of four. The guy that could have went to the MLB if things worked out, never know, or obviously become an NFL superstar, two sports, major league, drafted by major organizations, and that dude is fourth. That is how it boggles the mind with regards to athleticism. Yeah, it's all about. It's all perspective about what it is that he's doing with that athleticism. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't confuse him to be Michael Vick, no, or Lamar Jackson, no, or Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers, no. But whatever it is that he's doing or he has done, he did it right. I don't. Hard to argue with that one. Yeah, it's like. What also feels like you have to dig a little bit deeper into how you define athleticism is threading the needle with the laser as far as the way he throws the ball. Is that that's athleticism, right? I mean, mean, some parts incredible hand eye coordination. Yes, I would think that would be athleticism because the the argument that many people will make is golfers are not athletes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what people would argue. Say, man, they don't do nothing but stand there and hit a damn ball. Yep. It's just interesting, Zubin, when you think about like basketball, right? Like if Jordan is the epitome or a guy like LeBron, like super, super athletes or wide receivers, Jerry Rice, super athlete to a degree. And it's just interesting sometimes when you get to that quarterback position, you don't need all those physical traits like other sports maybe in order to be at the highest, highest level. No doubt. Great point from two guys that played at the highest, highest level. You're not the only one that's thinking that. That's for sure. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Before I let you go, they knew before everyone else. They tried to tell everyone else, and nobody was listening. 
Thursday with me, Greeny. Kyrie Irving plays his first game with the Brooklyn Nets, and we're counting down the days to the NFL's Final Four. All that and more, it's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And we'll let you get back to your voice, having your calls on the show on who has the most pressure left on him in the NFL playoffs. Fellas, hang tight. We'll get that to you in a minute. Coming up top of the hour in many of these ESPN radio stations is Greeny. Coming up at the top of the hour on ESPN is First Take. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline. So sometimes you have your all-time misses, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Chico, California, junior college. Nobody looked at him. Ends up at Cal is a legend. Brady a million times over, six-round draft pick in Michigan. We know it. But what's interesting is while those guys have turned out to be great, it's the guys in the other matchup that dealt with the same amount of adversity, and not a lot of people are talking about it. Their story is yet to be told. Jay Key, if I asked you the total number of college scholarship offers, four years, for Josh Allen, playing at Fireball High School in Northern California, tiny little town. The total number of four-year scholarship offers to come his way out of high school. The total number was? Zero. Zero. Zero? Zero. Zero. Junior college to Wyoming, and then suddenly everybody was like, oh, wow, this guy is good. But just a reminder, never underestimate anybody. If you're watching on ESPN News, you're watching... The gunslinger, Josh Allen at Fireball High School. Shout out to the Eagles, the Fireball Eagles. Patrick Mahomes, four years. I'm going to give you a nebulous number because there's a lot of teams here that are going to claim they offered just to save face. (laughs) But what do you think the neighborhood number on the number of schools that offered Patrick Mahomes out of high school will be a little bit vague with the number. We'll give you a little bit on either side. Three. Very good guess. Three is the official number. Texas Tech, obviously. Rice, which is in Houston, Texas. Patrick is from Whitehall, Texas. And Oklahoma State say they jumped in at the last second. Houston will claim they offered late. And North Texas, the Mean Green, shout out to the Mean Green, will say that is the same. So while you watch and think about the boulder on the shoulder that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have had for their entire careers, just think about the fact that the high school coaches, they publicly come out and said this, what could I do? to get Josh Allen a look. 
What could I do to get this guy? Hey, my quarterback, he's not that bad. Like, what can we do to get this guy a look and nothing for him, a handful of offers for Patrick Mahomes, and those guys are the future of football. You never, ever really no. Well, maybe those coaches, don't, college coaches, don't know what they're looking at. They <laughs> need to go too. get reevaluated with their <laughs> eyes, right? I mean, it happens all their the time. Their eyes could be worse than mine right now. It, it, it happens all the time with guys passing, coaches passing on different players because they fall in love with somebody else. And then when that guy comes along, they don't want to go back and say, well, we don't really like you. So they just rather just pass on it, at, it rather than try and figure out how to fit somebody in. They just go, it happens in the NFL too. That's why you see guys that are drafted, then guys that are undrafted, outplay the guys that's drafted, and the guy that's undrafted, you sitting there and say, why aren't you playing him? Well, because I don't want to look stupid because I drafted this guy, I got to play him. Right, right. As I mean, a first-round pick, you always get every single last opportunity. And, Jay, you guys are obviously on the opposite end. You guys could have picked your schools, but it's very interesting to see guys can succeed on the other side of this argument. Well, Jay was picking the – never mind, I ain't going to go there. Stop. <laughs> I was just going to say, you picked the school that Joseph, gave you the most money. Joseph, 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 Joseph. Joseph, Come what do you mean? Come on. Everybody knows Duke Deal. <laughs> Zubin, who is, who is the greatest shooter of all time in the NBA? <laughs> we'll go Steph Curry. You're going, oh, who offered Steph Curry out of high school, right? That's well, where I you're mean, going. We, we're talking about Davidson. We're talking about like William and Mary, maybe four, four schools. I mean, Virginia Tech was on there. Some of it, we have to bring back. Seth Greenberg, oh. when he talks about this, about why he passed on Stephen Curry. Obviously, Dale Curry went to Virginia Tech. But, right. I mean, this happens in sports. And, and that's why I think when it goes back to high school, AU, it's so important that some of these coaches really push the envelope for their players. If you believe in the player, mm-hmm. push for them to get the looks because there's a lot going on in the world and there's no way realistically all these college coaches can actually vet the talent and do it at the best possible degree. We will see. Just a reminder, tomorrow, Matt Castle is a little bit of insight Yay, into Maddie. Tom Brady. Obviously also played for the Chiefs. He'll be with us at 7.45 a.m. Eastern. Former Bills wide receiver, Keys contemporary, Eric Moulds, will join us at 8.10 a.m. Eastern. Terry McLaurin from the Washington football team, wow. who obviously was eliminated by Tom Brady at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. And as Fight Island creeps closer in Abu Dhabi, the UFC president, Dana White, at 9.10 a.m. Eastern. We are absolutely loaded and packed. As we are on the call-in line, final few minutes of the show, who has the most pressure left in the NFL playoffs. Eric in Denver, Colorado, you're on ESPN Radio. Who do you got? Good morning, guys. Good to be with you. Listen, I think it's Bruce Arians, and here's my reasons why. Hmm. He gets Tom Brady, the GOAT. He brings down Rob Gronkowski, gets Leonard Fournette, and then folds to the pressure to bring in Antonio Brown. If Bruce Arians can't win with this group on his team something's wrong guys and that's all i gotta say fair point early fair, 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 point, fair point um a First lot of pressure well but he he went like he said he went got antonio brown got tom brady it was remember in the offseason i can win with anybody if i can win with this guy that right, whole deal right. you know yeah, so if you go back to that it is some pressure on him to win and you know yeah, some pressure on him to win, man. Solomon in California. You're on ESPN Radio. Thanks for waking up early. Most pressure is on whom, Solomon? The most pressure for me has to be Aaron Rodgers. If he loses this one, then the question is going to become, hey, are you sure he's in the best of all time category? Because first of all, not only that, if he loses this one, then you also have Mahomes who's in his back pocket thinking about coming for that greatest of all time spot. 
But also as well, I also think you have to put Brett Favre over him and many other quarterbacks. But if he wins it, if he wins two or three, then you're asking, hey, is he possibly the second-best quarterback of all time? Mm-hmm. So many questions because of that. The most pressure has to be on Aaron Rodgers. Well, he, he's, he's right about winning a, a second one immediately, and then you, you open up the door to try because they're so young. You open up the door to go for three and four over the next five, six-year period while he's still able to play the position at the level that he's planning at. Kyle, Wait, yeah, go ahead, Jay. Sorry. I, I, I had a question for Key. How did they do it? How did USC do it, Key? Was it was it left in escrow? Oh wow! Well, you did still, it go you went through your high school coach? About, you went back. Was to it a duffel bag, black duffel bag that I'm never took cur- place? I'm just curious. I want to know what the method was, the methodology. We don't cheat at USC. Uh huh. Kyle in New York, you got ten seconds. <laughs> Who's got the most pressure? How you doing? Uh, I'll say Chris Godwin. Just off how he played last week in the playoffs and not showing up in big games of all the drops. And it's his contract year. Yes, it's a little pressure for him personally because of the contract year, but not not to advance them to the Super Bowl, but him personally. You know, it's like pressure for Jay not to go to Ohio State once they knocked on the door with the little blue devil on the shoulder in the brown bag. But Did I ain't going to say that. Is that how, what was I'm in the so brown bag? Greenies next. Something green wrapped. 